When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, welcome to another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals, Do You Believe?, we have a very interesting show for you today. Um, I'm excited about this one because it's not your traditional um, tennis expert, should I say, that we're having on today. Um, this guy that I'm about to have on, um, we've been best friends since about uh, elementary school. We played tennis together in high school. He was not your traditional tennis player either. Um, he had the same, if you're a tennis junkie, he had the same grip for his forehand, his backhand, his serve, his volleys everything. Um, he went off sheer athleticism. People hated to play him. Um, we did not get to play doubles together, but, um, we were close knit in the fact of being really good friends and also playing together after high school, he went and played division one basketball at South Dakota state. And through all that, he has stayed up to watch the Australian open at about 3 AM local time. He watches all the finals. He's a diehard Rafael Nadal fan. We have had Roger and Rafa, Rafa arguments, um, many, many times. Um, and on this podcast, you will see how big of a fan he is. But welcome into the show. First time guest to this show. Welcome to the show, Bo Brown. Bo, how you doing? Good, Jake. How are you doing? I am well. So, Bo, um, you are directly affected by this um, COVID-19 talk. You're still in school. Yeah. So what's that kind of like now? Um. So, yeah, just got done with my basketball career. So I was going to you know, enjoy retirement a little bit from basketball and go out and had plans. And now everything is canceled and called off and I can't even go to school and, and, uh, everything's moving to online now. And it's kind of hard, you know, I'm starting a summer internship here. So it's hard to just find a job for one month. So, um, yeah, it's, it's bad timing for me in my life. <laughs> so, so what are you doing to pass the time here? Uh, been a lot of Mario Kart, um, a lot of card games, uh, Netflix. Uh, yeah, the wellness center is shut down. Can't even exercise. Um, drinking a lot of Miller Lights. Gonna work on that beer gut now, aren't you? Exactly. Dad bots coming in. Two K twenty summer. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about. Um, unfortunately, South Dakota State didn't make the NCAA tournament, but you guys were going to. Um, I mentioned in your intro that. You played at South Dakota State basketball. So you guys were possibly going to go to the NIT, though, weren't you? Um, Maybe the NIT, but most likely there's uh, two other consolation tournaments, which is the CBI and the CIT, which is a 16-team tournament. So we were most likely probably going to play in that. But, uh, you know, it just didn't work out. And uh, like a lot of other athletes, uh, career just suddenly ended short. And so... Yeah, you're just trying to all adapt to what life is like right now. What did um what were those conversations like? What um like did they bring you in for a team meeting or what? No, no, cuz uh 
after we lost, it was on spring break, so we had a full week to go home. So everyone was at home when oh. all this was canceling and stuff. So yeah, they just all called us individually, told us what they knew, and then we just got an email this morning saying everything's online through April sixth. So yeah, no one was really around each other with each other since spring break was going on. What um what kind of effect do you think this coronavirus will have? Um, on sports in general, because obviously the NBA, I mean, everything canceled, especially March yeah. Madness. So even watching sports, I know you like to watch sports. Um, we're done. What, I mean, what kind of long-term effect are you thinking that this could have? I mean, yeah, like you said, I watch. It don't matter what's on. I'm always watching a sport. So it's just like crazy. Like when you have these natural disasters, you know, sports brings people together. Like the first thing I even thought of is like, uh, with the miracle and Russia and the Cold War and all that, like, like, whatever was going on in the world, like sports would make you feel better. And now, with this virus, nothing can really make you feel better in a sports aspect. And so, I think what people I think need to do is just like I think for number one, I just like to add, I think driveway basketball is making a huge comeback in the next couple of weeks. Driveway basketball is making a comeback. I think I think what people are going to understand is just, uh, like, we're going to learn more important things. Like, we don't need, you know, to sit and spend, you know, money going to sporting events, watching sporting events. You know, I think it could be a good thing from reading a book to learning new skills to this to that. But in the sports world, yeah, a lot of money's lost. Uh you know, just from people's careers. The first thing I even think about is the Olympics. You know, we went to high school with uh, Tevin Waddell, who's going to Olympic yeah. trial. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Olympics are can't like this is her like this is her life, and they could just be canceled like that. Like this is people's one shot for their dream, and so it's just a lot of a lot of adapting. Yeah, and I think um, I think I mentioned this to somebody the other day. I think Xbox and PS4 sales are skyrocketing right now. Yes, um, whoever doesn't have one is buying one. I even considered getting one. I don't need one. I don't really play video games, but I was thinking um, I need to jump on that train. Let's talk um, a little bit about your boy Nadal. Um, yeah, Bo Brown, one of the largest uh, Nadal tennis fans. He was at, he was your phone um, phone case. He was on your phone case, wasn't he, for a while? For about three years, he was. So at this rate, that sport is going right now, where sport could be canceled um, for the indefinite future, and the next Grand Slam is the French Open. So how big of a hit could this be to Nadal's career if he doesn't even play in the French Open, if it's canceled? Well, that's what, yeah, like, no one was ever going to say anyone was going to catch Federer, and I truly believe Nadal, obviously, was going to win the French, or he'd be the favorite, at least. And so with that being gone, I mean, like, I mean, these guys are getting up in age here. So there's only so many opportunities they have left. So I think it's a brutal hit. It's a big hit. That was one of the first things I thought about when basketball was canceled. I was like, all right, so what can I watch next? And then the first thing I thought of was, yeah, French Open and Wimbledon, which are probably both can be called off. So I think with the age factor, it is a huge hit to Nadal's chase for Federer. Yeah, and um, I mean, Federer's not getting any younger either. So if Wimbledon gets canceled, yes. that's also a huge yes. hit to um, exactly. what Federer could do in the future. But back to Nadal, do you think there's anybody even on clay right now that can compete with Nadal? 
I think it's uh it's probably a three person race with uh, Novak and a uh, team. Those two could maybe get him, but I would still, I would bet the house on a doll with. I mean, you probably know the stat. What is it? Nine of the last ten, he's won. Yeah, I think it's more than that. I think it's like eleven of the last twelve. Eleven last twelve. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I mean, obviously, Novak or team could do it, but at the end of the day, if you can't, you can't put money against Nadal. No, it's hard. Just, it's, it's hard. To, it's like betting against Tom Brady in the playoffs, or say yeah. betting against LeBron. Um, so yeah, like Nadal was finally gonna do it. He was gonna, he's gonna catch him. He was gonna get twenty, and now it's hopefully probably another year. Yeah, and I think um, I think Nadal's like thirty three, I believe. Novak's thirty two. Fed's thirty eight. So yep. um, obviously he has time to. Um, as long as Nadal's body, I think that's the same thing with Nadal and Djokovic. As long as their bodies can hold up to exactly. it, exactly, they can do it. But do, yes. oh, go ahead. And I, well, I mean, obviously, yes, they're getting up in age, but I mean, in a way, this does help their bodies too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, people are. I mean, even in the basketball world, people are saying, "Well, LeBron, he's only got so many seasons left." Well, LeBron's never had a break like this in his life. So, like, in a way, this could also be a positive when it comes to rest and whatnot, but we'll see. Um, I know, I know this is probably a hard like concept to grasp because Nadal has been so dominant on clay. Like that's nothing we've ever seen before really in the sport of tennis is somebody being so dominant on one surface that they win 11 of the 12. And one of them was a fluke um, yeah. loss to what was it? Soderling. I think it was, but yep. um, do you think like, I'm looking at the clay court right now, and like you said, you have Djokovic, you have Nadal, and then you have Dominic Team, who's a youngster. Do you think someone like Dominic Team could potentially be the heir to the throne of what Nadal's done on the clay court? Because the way he plays is totally clay court, and the yep. younger generation people, um, the next gen, really don't have the patience that some of these older guys did when they were younger, right? Yep. I think... No... I just I think Nadal's a one in a lifetime deal. I mean to win that many. Now do I think Dominic can be like a Bjorn Borg and win like seven of them or something? Yeah, but to win eleven out of twelve, there's there's just and just there's just too much talent in that younger generation too. I think. Well, let, well, let's jump right into this part of it then. Um, at the end of the day, um, when me and you were sit, sitting down, bellied up at a bar here in about ten years. <laughs> Yep. Um, which is a hot possibility. Um, <laughs> who, who is going to have the most grand slams? I know, I know, you're probably going to say Nadal, but write it out for me. Who's going to have the most grand slams? Why, and how is that going to go down? Um, yeah, like I mean, I remember us arguing in high school. No one was ever going to catch Federer ever, and then now we're going to have two guys probably pass him. I think, but I think. I mean, as much as Nadal and Djokovic probably won't admit it, I think they're just going to try and outlast each other. I think we're going to see probably battles for another five or six years because neither of them so – I, I think they both know once one quits, you know, the other one's going to really put a gap in it. So I think they're going to battle it out and almost, yeah, like like I said, just like outlast each other. And I think, you know, Djokovic, he's always, you know, has his diet and his – they talk about his fitness and whatnot, so I think that helps him. But I think it's whoever can stay the healthiest the longer. And, and I think when you talk about the GOAT, you say that in every sport, you know, like 
LeBron's longevity and Tom Brady's longevity and Wayne Gretzky's longevity. So it's whoever can keep their apex at the longest is going to do it. And I would, I would say if I had a guess right now, Djokovic because of all of Nadal's injuries in the past, but I think it's, it's going to be a battle of will. Whoever wants to quit first is probably not going to get it. So it's who can outlast who. And I think, I think it really matters also, um, who in the next gen, like the next generation, whether it be Sferda, Veratini, Sitsipas, team, um, yep. who out of those guys really steps up in the next, like you said, five or six years, because in that next five or six years, um, I mean, it's inevitable that these guys slow down a little bit. Probably not, probably, you know, not enough for people to start beating them consistently. But, yep. um, you know, you are getting older. And the way that Nadal and Djokovic play is, you know, it's injury prone a little bit. Um, yeah. Yep. I, mean, I mean, and speaking of injuries, what do you think that um, this Federer injury does for his career? Now, granted, it does help that um, there probably won't be a French Open because yeah. that, you know, doesn't let anybody catch him. Um, but if there's yeah. not a Wimbledon, that also hurts him because he would have been back for Wimbledon, right? So, yes. I mean, wh what's this do for his career moving forward? I mean, the man is 38. I think I think all Federer's got left when it comes to winning majors is Wimbledon. So, yeah, if Wimbledon is canceled, that's going to take a huge hit. But I would say, you know, obviously having surgery, this is, you know, kind of good timing for him with, you know, Djokovic and – Nadal not be able to win any more majors, but I think this rest helps. And uh, yeah, like I said, I think Djokovic has got hard courts unlocked. Nadal's going to have his uh, clay. And then, yeah, I think all Federer's got at this age is he's still so good on grass. I'd still pick him to win Wimbledon, even if it is going to happen this year. So, yeah. It's, it's wild to see him still play five set matches and like, not yep. absolutely gassed. I mean, in the Australian Open, he had, like, back-to-back five-setters, and he was yes. just, like, giving his post-match interview, like, yeah, you know, it was a battle out there. Like, I didn't know if I could do it. I was like, I, I'm 23. If I trained for a year and played back-to-back five-set matchers, I would be screwed. Oh, like, that's tough, yeah. And he's he's 38 and just – he's still pumping, pumping like a young gun. Um, I mean, what this is an argument I had with Brooke the other day. Um, okay. And – um, I'm guessing I know what you're going to say, but I want to bring it up anyway. So okay. right now the grand slams are 20 Federer, 19 Rafael Nadal, and then Djokovic has 17. Yep. But when you look at ATP titles, um, Federer's got something like 103. I think Nadal has maybe like 80 or something. And then Djokovic has like around 70. Do you think the ATP titles total matters at all? Um, you know, to me, no, I don't think so. I mean, like, how do I say this? Cause like tiger, tiger's got the most, whatever, uh, golf, uh, PGA titles. Right. Yeah. But Jack, Jack, uh, Nichols has the most majors. Yeah. I mean, to me, Jack, Jack is the goat. I mean, it's whoever can win. I mean, there's a reason those big slams are best out of five. It's to see who can last the longest, be the toughest, outwill everyone else in a two-week tournament. So, no, I, I would say it helps. But I would say when it comes down to it, you know, like like LeBron's got the most playoff wins. I mean, but Jordan's got six rings. It's I mean, it's kind of how you look at it in that way. But 
I would say the ATP titles do not. And because Federer was in his own league for so long, you know, he, that's where he won his eight straight majors or whatever, because Nadal and Djokovic were still six years old. So I would say, <laughs> I would say no. Federer was playing on the tour and Nadal and Djokovic were in elementary school. That's how it seems. Um, no, and I think I think that's what Brooke said too. She's like, these aren't two-week tournaments they're playing in. These are, you know, the, the yeah. brackets are smaller, the competition's smaller. Um, and do you think, this kind of off the cuff too, but do you think that um, we will ever, um, as a whole, experience greatness in the sport of tennis like we are right now? No, I try to explain it to people who don't watch tennis. Like, I don't think they'll, not just tennis, but in any sport, will you see the three greatest playing at the same time? I just don't think it'll ever happen in any other sport ever again, including tennis. I think what we're witnessing is like, it's, it's once in a lifetime. So I'm kind of glad, yeah, I'm in my 20s getting to watch this stuff because it ain't ever going to happen again. And I actually do. Yeah. I appreciate every bit of it. So anytime there's a major on, I'm watching every single second of it. Cause once these three guys are gone, it's going to be fun to see new faces win and win. But I mean, no one is ever going to have three top, probably 20, all three of them will have 20 at the same exact time. And no one else in tennis will ever do that. And no other sport will ever have the three greatest at the same time. So yes, I'm with you. I, just, I, th- I think it's definitely something special. And um, the the fact that they're all still playing phenomenal tennis at the age they are. And they're, That's all, what I'm saying, they're yeah. all still playing each other in the tournament. Like, even when you look at, like, Kobe and MJ, like, Kobe was just coming up and MJ was kind of going down. And then yep. same thing with kind of LeBron. When LeBron started getting, like, really good and got the long range, um, Kobe was kind of yep. towards the end of his career. But right now, I mean, all three of these guys – are playing phenomenal tennis. Um, You you said earlier you have to explain um, what the sport of tennis is and, like, how important it is and how great it is to other people. What do you think the sport of tennis could do to make it a more popular sport, Um, I guess, here in America? Because worldwide it is pretty popular. Um, Yes. And, I mean, the sport is really popular, but compared to, like, the NFL, the MLB – NHL and NBA here in America, it's not. So what could tennis really do here in America? Um, well, I think it, you know, it got that stigma obviously from the old days that it's like a, a country club, rich people sport. And I think, I think it's up to our generation to just show people like it, it, it's not that at all. If you really think about it, it's the cheapest sport in the world. Get a tennis, tennis shoes and, a $20 racket at Walmart and go play. And just even in like in a small state of South Dakota, I mean, every school should have a tennis team. I feel like you need six guys to go fill up a team. I mean, and when it comes to tennis courts, I mean, that's a community thing. It's just like a pool. I mean, just to get tennis out there and to, you know, raise money for courts, I think would be pretty easy. So I think our generation, it's picking up. Uh, like I said, just, it's uh, got to change the stigma that it's, you know, not a country club, rich people sport. It's just, it's an everyday thing, great exercise. And it's just like golf. You can play it when you're 60. So I think just putting out in the community. And like I said, I think every school in South Dakota should easily have, I mean, it's cheaper than golf. I mean, people love golf. Well, you got 
building a golf course is way more expensive. Buying clubs is way more expensive. So I, I don't see any reason why, you know, tennis can't be more and more popular in every state and every school because it's affordable. Um, what do you think real quick? What do you think about, um, how the media gets involved? Like at the, I know you watch this, but like at the Laver cup, when you could hear Nadal and Federer coaching up like Sitsipas or team or something. Yeah. Um, do you, do you like how the media gets involved in stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, the first person I also think of is, um, heroes, you know, I think, uh, my generation, I hear a lot of people just always talking about him. Now I'm not a fan because, he doesn't like Nadal, so I'm not really about him. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking but, with my dude is what you're thinking. But, like, just like, you know, he's kind of got that whatever Johnny Mac wrote to him. So I think people like him, you know, it, yeah, like like I said, the social stigma, it's a rich, you know, quiet, polite sport. I mean, I mean, if everyone came and watched me, you and Cannon play, people would know it's the opposite of that. So uh, just, yeah, the media and how they get involved with that. And then obviously, yeah, the cup and uh yeah, I think what Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic did really is helping this generation into it. Because, yeah, having those three at the same time is really boosting the numbers, I feel like. Real quick on the spot, do you think, um, let's say that the French Open, Wimbledon, and the U.S. Open are still being played this year. Do you think yep. anybody other than the big three wins any of those tournaments? No. Do you think it goes? you think it goes in order – uh, Rafa, and then do you think Fed can win Wimbledon, or do you think it'll go Joker, Joker? Probably Joker, Joker, but I got Joker and Fed in the finals again in Wimbledon, and that could go either way. Yeah, I mean, people thought Joker would win US last year, and your boy Rafa snuck it out, so yep, you, never, yep, but, you, uh, you never know. You never know, but until one of those three loses, and if they're all healthy, like in the same tournament, I will never bet against those three. Ever. That's a safe bet. There's no sports bet going on right now because there is nobody playing, unfortunately. That's Bo Brown. Bo is um you're about to graduate in May, Bo. What do you got? You got big plans coming up? Uh like I said, I got a little summer internship and then I'm gonna probably go get my masters and uh try and be a GA, be a grad assistant and uh coach some basketball and get my foot in the door there and see where life takes me. That's the most that's uh um most fun part is you're you're just gonna see where life takes you, Bo. That's what I'm doing. Hey, that's all I can do. You'll soon enough find your passion, and then you just roll with it. I'm the only way I can picture this is you standing somewhere with a bunch of balloons, holding a bunch of balloons, and just going away with the wind. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> that's like the but I bet you I land ever. where I need to be. Yeah. I'll land where I need to yeah. be. It just it'll just set you down in the right spot. Well, that's exactly. Bo Brown. Bo, where the, where can they find you on social media? Twitter, Instagram. I got Instagram. Uh, Instagram is bbkernel24. I got Twitter at bobrown3. Uh, I'm actually a phenomenal tweeter if you if you really do want to follow me on Twitter. I got some good takes. I know you're always laughing at them. So. Bo, Twitter. actually, well, Bo, let's touch on this real quick. I totally forgot about, about this, but you at one point had what, like the number eight GIF in the world? Is that right? Yeah, my GIF. My, it's still, uh, I caught it on social media again the other day. Uh it was the start of whatever conference tournament week, so I cut it again. So it's still alive. It ain't dead yet. You'll you'll find it. Just search it. You guys will find it. Um, if you want to comment on the podcast at Believe Podcast B L E A V Podcast, that's both on Instagram and Twitter. Me at Jacob Sersosmo. Reach out. 
tell me what you think about the podcast. We can talk more topics. If you want Bo back on, we can have plenty of questions for him if you guys want to ask him. But for now, that is another episode in the books. I believe that's episode 28, Bo. We're getting old. We're kind of a... Wow. Yeah. You're big time. (laughs) I don't know about big time, but... uh, we're, we're good enough. I think that I think that's the best way to put it. But, Bo, I appreciate you coming on the pod today. It was good talk. We will have more in the future. Hopefully, these tournaments get played, and we can actually talk about those next time. Yes. Bye, Bo. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jacob. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.